Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman hanging out Spock Sports Show in Beale City, catching back up with Boys Hoops. Well, kind of big milestone a couple weeks ago. If you didn't read uh, Jim Lottie's article in themorningsun.com, I highly recommend you go check that out. Coach Cam Gatrell, three 100 wins. And to put that in perspective, if you go 15 and 5 for 20 years, that would just get you to 300 wins. And you probably wish you went 15 and 5 every year. I mean, you've had some very successful years, Cam, but that's pretty darn impressive. Is this something you ever dreamed of accomplishing? 300 wins, man. I can't say that it's I dreamed of it, but I always wanted to just be successful and, and, and win as many games as I could. I didn't. I had no idea where I was at until my dad told me before the season started. He got a hold of MHSA and Found out I was at 285 before the season started, and I had no idea. I knew I was getting close, but I, I mean, and I think you need 300 wins to get in the Hall of Fame. I think that's one of the requirements. I'm not sure. I guess it became a dream of mine partly in as I started seeing it was a reality. Yeah. And where did it all start for people who don't know? Me as a person or my coaching career? Yeah, you as a person, actually. Let's go Let's go there. Well, I'm from Midland. Played football, basketball, baseball, and ended up playing football at Hope College. Um, taught down by Ann Arbor for four years. I was a JB coach there for four, and then I got the opportunity to go to Montebello. Grandma passed away, so I wanted to get back home, or closer to home. Um, and then I coached at Montebello for 11 years and been 12 at Beale, and it's just been been a pleasure. I love what I do. I asked somebody, asked me the other day, like, you know, do the kids stress you out and whatnot with teaching middle school? And I'm like, no, I love what I do. I do. Yeah. Well, you probably, you know, you like the opportunity to start getting them interested in basketball in middle mm-hmm. school, you know what I mean, kind of get that uh, attention going. I guess and a lot of kids nowadays are so exposed to sports, and in particular in Beale City, probably don't got to work very hard at that. And do you know how many wins at Montebello, how many here at Beale City? And like I said, that might be a little tough to put a number on that one. You brought that up beforehand. I mean, I could look it up, but it was, it, I'm guessing, because I had the, when I took over at Montebello, they were 1-41 in the two years before I got there. Um, and we were two and nineteen my first year, and that was rough. Um, not, I don't, I don't lose well, um, or I struggle with it. And um, by about year four, I think we were twenty and three. All right, and that's the year I won state class Q C coach of the year. When you think about three hundred wins, what's the very first thing that kind of you know pops into your head when I say that? I just, I think that's just success. You know, I mean, I think it's impacting a lot of lives. A lot of kids have had good opportunities, and I still stay in touch with all of them. Um, I mean, I constantly am getting contacted from ex-players and weddings and whatnot, and it's just the impact, the connections I have for a long time. I guess you don't have to have a lot of wins to have that, but I think to be have, to be have sustained success over the years, that's 300 wins. You know? Yeah, and well, you know, I'll point it out to football and baseball here. It's like, you know, when kids are successful, I mean, you always look back at this time in your life, high school, playing sports mm-hmm. is a time of growth, but when yeah. you're really successful, there's a lot more fun involved. There, there just is, to be real with it, so I think it sticks out to, you know, every kid has that moment in the locker room, but not every kid has that moment on the field, on the basketball court kind of thing. Does that make sense? If I, kind of, I think it's even kids that maybe don't play a lot, you know, I think there's so many life skills you can learn through learning how to be a good teammate and how to how to work hard and um, I, I think that's the part I've not I've loved the most throughout this is I just see so many kids develop as human beings. Yeah. And now, what about you developing as a human being? What did these kids taught you in the years of coaching? Uh, that that all kids learn the game or in the classroom learn differently. 
you know, there's different ways to reach kids. There's different ways to impact kids. And I think when you, when you get older, you start to see all that, you know, now I've really, I'm a lot calmer than I used to be. I see things at a more cerebral level. You know, I watch a lot of film and, and, uh, but, and whatnot, but I also can read the room and I can feel when kids need, need somebody to talk to them or just, just that, I guess that's the overall but back in the day, were you just super fiery, or you got you got me picturing you on the sideline now, like ripping off a soup coat or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. I, I heard some stories the last few weeks, some of the parties people have had for me, and I, I was like, I was, oh my god, did I, I didn't do that. You, you're you're kidding, you know? And oh yeah, I just was passionate. Yeah. Well, you I, know, I I, lo- I like I said, I love what I do, and and I, I don't my emotions come out. You, you've heard me on the radio. I can, I can say the same thing. I can go into, I don't even want to call it idiot mode, but like I said, too yeah. excited mode real darn quick. But I think that's because yeah. we love seeing these kids succeed out oh, there. And when sure. they succeed in, sometimes when they fail and you've tried to teach them, you, you know what I mean? There's sometimes where you probably come a little unglued. Like I said, that's something you've learned over the years to you know stay a little bit more you know, even keeled kind of thing. I think sometimes it's just my... I'm so competitive. I've been, I was at, my parents could tell you, I was that five-year-old kid that was slipping board games when I wasn't winning. Um, I've always been that way and I want to win. I want to be successful. And if it's not happening, I, I throw fits, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, sometimes that's what leads to 300. Like I said, it uh, takes passionate guys and passionate uh-huh. people to be successful because what, what you do is not easy going uh-huh. out there and coaching. Like I said, to have the success you've had in the sustained success. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes that yeah. type of personality. And you got me thinking of Coach Mac, you know, McIntyre in, <laughs> in Mount Pleasant, or, you know what I mean? Super fire a guy and a number mm-hmm. of other coaches that has coached, seen a ton, you know, oh, yeah. ton of you guys, all of you guys, if you weren't passionate, you wouldn't have the success you do and you wouldn't be doing it for as long as you guys no, are doing it yeah, as well. For sure. And speaking of doing it for this long, I'm sure you couldn't have done it without a ton of help, ton of support. Who kind of comes to mind when I say that? I think a lot of the ex-coaches I've had, you know, I think Todd Schaefer was here for me over the years, and there's Gary Jankowski. Um, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's a lot of the younger guys, you know, Easton Younger, who's now a girls coach, and you know, the Chillman family in general, Logan, Billy, and, and Senior Bill. Um, Jamie Farrell right now currently um, helps. Um, trying to, I don't want to forget anybody. Um over the years of people that have just been John Holinsky was my JV coach when I first started. He's now a principal at Alma. Um, just so many fantastic assistants I've had. And honestly, you know, that's the number one thing with being successful is having good people under you because they come to you ready. Um, they make you look really good or they can make you look really bad, you know, and, and hiring the right people that fit your system, that believe in your system and follow what you do are key. Yep. And now for your kids have kind of been able to grow up, you know, around the program and stuff like that. How, how, how cool has that been? How much fun has that been for you as a dad? Oh, man. Um, you know, Drake plays for me now on grades in seventh and Della's in, in fifth grade, and um, they're in the gym nonstop. And I, I do see their love for the game, you know, and, and it makes my heart warm, you know, and not that they have to or, you know, because um, that w- I would love them just the same whether they play sports or not. Yep. Um, I just want to be good people, but their their passion for the game is the same as mine, and it's nice nice to see. And you know, speaking of being a father, you know, I learned the, from the best. My dad's fantastic, and he coached me a lot when I was young. And he was a you know an athlete at Michigan State, you know, and I was pushed hard, but I appreciate all that. You know, all he's done for me over the years, and yep, great, I, great man. I was going to ask about a coach that influenced you the most. Would it be your dad? Probably, yeah. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I've had some good coaches over the years. You know, I it, played at Midland, Joe Zwiak and Wilczek, and trying to think some of the other coaches I've had, you know, in different sports. Um, but my dad was, yeah, the, the driving force and who I am as a person and a coach. What did he do at Michigan State, i got to ask now? He's a swimmer. He's a swimmer there at Michigan yep. State? All right. Yep. So you got to be a pretty darn good athlete to be a swimmer. Well, he was good at everything, but that was his ticket, you know. Yep. Um, he was just, it was a gift for him. 
and now going to ask some of the really tough stuff now, and I think the stuff that you know is going to be fun for some of the old players, stuff like that, to listen to with some of the old parents. If is there maybe one or two, three, four, five games that stand out? You know, when you think back to all these wins, you know, like I said, I'm sure your first twenty and three year at Montebello, there was a win or two. I'm sure McBain District final win that you've had a couple times, have been some big ones. But is there, you know, when I bring up, you know, a win that stands out, is there something that kind of sticks out more than the others? Um. Well, obviously winning a regional here at Beale was huge. You know, beating BV at Saginaw yep. was huge. Um, there's, you know, anytime you play a rival, you know, um, Sacred Heart are always enjoyable. Um, and we've had quite a few regional games here, you know, that we've ended up losing, but they're memorable. You know, I, even a loss, you can still, you know, just the environment, the electricity in the gym. Um, no, I'd say winning the regional, you know, um, and, and I, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, and wh- who was that against? Guy, what year? Do you remember the year? Buena Vista at, yep. at Saginaw. It was my first year here when we were Class D because we we're in C. We we're barely into C, so um, that year we were Class D. All right, all right. And so big time. But what was it? Do you remember the final score or any like the final moments uh, of that game? Like, like I said, fifty-five, fifty. We had a right. lead, and, and we 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 held the lead. We made free throws and, and took care of the basketball. It's one thing I we do pride ourselves on here a lot. We just generally don't turn the ball over a lot. Yeah, and I think you're gonna like how I start. You know, the next part of this. There's ten seconds left, <laughs> but but here you're on defense. Oh. to start off. When okay. you think of, you know, the other team's best go-to guy and you had a guy that you were able to say, hey, go, go lock. Is there, you know, is there a couple guys or one guy that stands in mind to that one? Because I, you know, throwing a little curveball at you because I brought up the offense, but now we're going going defense to start. Best defenders I've ever had. Um, well, I have one of them right now, one McKinney. Um, Adam Garvey over the years. Um, he, he was fantastic. Um there's a, I hate to pick certain kids. <laughs> so Michael Pack-Medick was a very good defender. Um, I'm messing some people. I know it, but Alex Schaefer, Luke Farrell. That year we went to one of the regionals. It was just we had five, six good defenders, and that that a lot of times is how you win. Defense travels. Yeah. So. Well, and I, you know, I've always I kind of joke, and it kind of started here. You know, I think maybe watch Chase Rowland is that years. Oh yeah. There's basket basketball guards and there's football point guards, and I feel uh-huh. like there are years where like right now you've got a bunch of basketball players, but there have been years in the past where you had some football players that played basketball, uh-huh. and you were able to turn some of those guys into really good players. Is there a difference in coaching that those kind of groups of kids or anything like that? Yeah, in some regards. Because you got to teach, they got to understand the game. It's, I call it IQ. You got to understand angles and, and 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 team defense too. Sometimes people can just guard a certain person, you know, and they're great at that. You know, um, Owen's great at that. He's he's learning how to be a help side defender. But sometimes I we put him on their best defender, so he doesn't have help side responsibilities. Um, so being a t- good team defender and and learning how to you know do all that you know in regards to like you know playing five. You know, defending with five guys. Yep. Now slide it over to offense. You know, and got ten seconds left to go. You know, where are you going with the basketball? <laughs> you prepped me with this one before we yeah, started, yeah, yeah. and I've been thinking about it since. Um, I, Shane Brooks hit a lot of big shots, and that you know. was you know Montebello. Yeah, Montebello. Back. Do you remember um, his graduating year or anything? Um, he was like oh four oh five. Right. Um, he was twenty some a game, and and he just he was cold blooded. You know, he could knock down shots. Um. Trying to think, um, I don't know. Over the years, we've played such team basketball. I've never had a kid that's really. I mean, Logan Chillman was one. Uh, that that was know. the the moment yeah. I was going to bring up yeah. is you guys at Sacred Heart Academy. Yeah. You're, you're down four. He comes down, hits a three. Brendan Zion comes down, hits two clutch free throws, but it doesn't matter because he hits another three with like yeah. three guys all over him to go to yeah. overtime. And he actually never lost in his career to Sacred Heart. Right. The only time you guys ever lost with him there was the the one you know broke his leg that first For part sure. of the year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was tough without him, but he. Yeah, he he had a. I think to be a good scorer, to hit big shot, you gotta have like a, a calm demeanor about you, and both those people do. Yeah. Um, have that calm, cold blooded demeanor. 
Um, yeah, those two probably. Yeah, would, would come, but we're such we play team basketball, so they don't really have anybody that's dominant. We all contribute, you know. And I guess you we, look at the team we're having right now. There's what well, I guess say we should Austin, give some love you know, to Austin Small, yeah. who set the school record scoring yeah, this he's year. A, you he's know? another one that fits right in that category of of cold blooded, you know, not afraid to shoot the ball, you know. Um, I think that sounds like that's what it comes down to you is you don't care if they make it or miss it. You want them to have that mentality of, I want to take this shot. We talk about it all the time. You know, if you're open, you owe it to your team is to shoot the ball. You know, if it's analytically a good shot for you and you've been told to shoot when it's your, when it comes to you and you're open, you owe it to your team is to shoot it. So that's throughout I, the flow of a game. I, li- I like the way you say that. And actually, you know, for an example, Bennett Gildy does so many things for you. His scoring's not his number one option, but when you're playing against McBain and Haverkamp and he's left open for the three, it's like, and I think he did hit a big one for you guys uh-huh. to try and get you back in it or whatever, but it's like he needs to take that shot because if he makes two in a row, that is really going to change the way Haverkamp's sure. got to play. Yeah, we shoot better in that game. I think things are a little bit different. You know, they're such a good team, though. It's, uh, I don't know, but he, he knows too. We, we do DHOs, which are dribble handoffs too. So if you're not a shooter, you can go into a THO, yep. DHO and get a shooter a shot. Yep. You know, so. But I, I just think I like the way you put. You know, you owe it to your teammates to take that yeah, open shot when you guys have worked hard offensively to get mm-hmm. somebody open. If that's a shot you can make, you you should take it every time. And now, sure. is there a team? that sticks out looking back. And maybe it's that first 20-win team at Montebello, a team that won regionals here at, at, at uh, Beale City. I got asked this a ton last weekend. I was just messing with a few of the kids saying, oh, you might be like in the top five. And, and But that the team that went to the 20 and 3 team they were tough they were good um and there was, was a couple of them they were really upset yeah i wasn't telling them they were my best team overall and it was frustrating them, and i was just on purpose but love you dustin and that, um, well and that was your first winning team probably too i met you know what i mean that first 23 like turning that program around well, we, probably we meant were, some we were like by the second year we were nine and whatever we were close and the third year we were 15 and something and then we won 20 um and then after that we were 14 15 16 wins a year um and that's when Sega Heart was real tough. I mean, they had. I mean, not that they aren't now because they're yeah, fantastic guards. And, well, Pat they, Tyson but, would have been there back. But they had six, eight, six fives, and six sixes. Things we couldn't guard, you know. And it was they were they were loaded, um, year in and year out. But um, yeah, I I would say that team, and then maybe the regional team here was was good. And every year we hit, we're, we seem to be pretty solid. And you know, I don't have a year that we stand out, but we also are usually generally pretty good. Yeah. Now three hundred wins. How much fun? Have you had? Oh, I love it. I, I like. I think I start thinking. I'm near the end. You know, I could retire from teaching, and I could. And that makes me sad. You know, to think about my last day coaching or last di- year coaching. Um, I don't. I don't like to think about it because I love what I do. So maybe I will coming after you, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, to make you feel better, I had so I was telling somebody, you know, that said, "Yeah, I'm going to interview Coach Gatrell Monday or whatever." He says, He's already got 300 wins. He only looks like he's 35. You know? <laughs> and so I think that'll make you feel good there oh at that point, too. <laughs> I, I wish I was. But, yeah, no, Roy's a good friend of mine, and I did a lot of respect to that guy. I mean, he's yep. fantastic. Coach. Yeah, and, and what is his exact number now? Eight, 850 or I don't know. 850. It's so you're right. at you're at 300. <laughs> you've had a lot of, well, you've had a lot of success. I just want to put it out there of how daunting that is oh. of what he has done. And I remember the article he had in uh, the Midland Daily News was, well, 50 years is a long time to do anything. Oh, oh yeah. You know what I kind of yeah, thought? He's got 30 extra years on me. But still, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins. Yeah, and you, know, you, you kind of brought it up, so I'm going to make you, you know, do you see yourself stopping anytime soon? Because I really feel oh. like you like what you do here at Beale City, and I, I don't see you going anywhere anytime soon. My concern is I got a daughter I want to watch, um, you know, play. And what grade point. is she in? She's a, she's a fifth grader, she's and my son grade. is in seventh. So 
Um, that's my only sticking point. I really want to like not have the boys bask. My season interfere from watching her play. Hey, well, what you can do is you can do what old Jace McIntyre did this year and get a bunch of them girls' boys double headers. You know, those those, those last few years or something. <laughs> you know, what, like if they that. were to work out something like that, then I could probably maintain hey, a little bit more. And you know what? If you were able to work out something like that, this cat might be here for some of those double headers. So you know, that's that's way down the road, let's, but something we can we can talk it. about as it comes up because you know I th- you know and at that point I think you're going to have enough cachet maybe to reach out to some of those uh, and a McBain you know girls' boys doubleheader mm-hmm. uh, a Sanford Meridian boys girls doubleheader some of those I think would be an oh. awful lot of fun so oh, heck yeah yep so coach Gatriel 300 wins man congratulations man thanks for taking thank some time to chat with me all about it appreciate having me another big big thank you to coach Gatriel taking some time to chat with me to talk about 300 wins man that's just pretty darn special when you say it another big big thank you Barbary Law Firm for being our sponsor every case they take they take personally another big big thank you to you for taking some time to listen to another edition of Spock Sports Show every Monday 7 p.m. on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts if you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do my attorney is Joe Barbary he can be yours too Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbara Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary, he can be yours too. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.